So the most recent federal polling for who should be prime minister of this country has Pierre Polyev in a pretty good spot. Uh, right, uh, you know, less than a month into the gig, and uh, this Ipsos poll found that he's got about 35% of Canadians believing he is the best candidate for prime minister, 31% for Justin Trudeau. Uh, perhaps more importantly, it's a big jump. 25% increase from where Aaron O'Toole was going into the last election. He was at 28% support. And we all know how that played out. So Polyev uh, in a pretty good spot. And there's also a big, big difference, uh, according to our next guest, in terms of how he's sitting as leader of the Conservative Party. And it's a really important distinction. Uh, joining us now to talk about it is Ken Bosenkuhl, who's a professor at the Max Bell School of Public Policy at McGill and a research fellow at the C.D. Howe Institute. Ken, thanks for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Always good to be here. Now, you wrote a poll, uh, piece recently in The Line explaining how he's in a position that the last couple of Conservative leaders never did manage to attain, and that is uh, a Stephen Harper-like control of his caucus, right? Harper had complete control. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, had the advantage of being in the catbird seat during the early Harper years, and um, I just remember that he was given a lot of latitude. And the reason he was given a lot of latitude is that he won the first leadership race with about the same percentage of the popular vote, a few or less points, uh, as it worked out at the time, uh, as as Polyev has now. And what that did is it just allowed him to have room to maneuver and room to do, do some of the things that he did, including merging from three caucuses to one, uh, merging the parties, creating a new party, and then the next leadership race, he also won convincingly. And, um, you know, I think that gave him a lot of control, a lot of flexibility. And I just thought it was worth noting that Pierre Polyev, unlike the last two leaders who came off on the 4th or the 13th ballot, yeah. whatever whatever happened, you know, like neither of the last two leaders had 50% of the support on the first ballot. And I think that really matters uh, when you get to the when you get to the job. And I mean, a party's going to give you an opportunity to run with the ball down the field, but if you don't score a touchdown, um, uh, you may be asked to leave the field. Whereas Harper, you know, he lost his first election in 2004, and as I wrote in the piece, the only person the only person who contemplated him leaving was Stephen Harper. Right, yeah. He went to, he went off for a little bit, and so I just think. Uh, Polyev has a tremendous amount of control uh, over the party, a tremendous amount of control over caucus, and that just gives him uh, room to maneuver. Uh, and, and, of course, the question I didn't answer and can't answer is, what will he use that room to do? <laughs> but uh, but I think it's important to note that he has that room. And the other parallel, like you say, I mean, Harper and bringing together all the different parties and the caucuses and sort of coming out as a unified leader, that's sort of, I mean, to a lesser extent, that's what Polyev had to do, too, is bring some unity to a deeply divided CPC over the last couple of elections. And it looks like at least, like you say, that first ballot victory sort of says, OK, this is this is the guy. We're all going to fall in line behind that. There's some unity there now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Harper, Harper did it, and again, we we remember the good stuff. We don't always remember the other stuff, which he did it by also chasing some people away. Like you know, he was he lost a bunch of Cox members, um, and lost, and Joe Clark was not part of the ultimate result. But he created a much more, a much stronger, more unified caucus as a result. And you know, we have seen uh, one MP has left uh, the Polyev thing, and that's you know, that's always hard to manage. But I think, and he and he's a great MP, and I know him uh, personally, and, and a man of integrity. But I think, I think when you come, when you win such a convincing victory, and you've done what Polyev has done in this leadership race, the there's no one in caucus who doesn't say he doesn't have a legitimate 
handle or a le- legitimate uh, uh, control of our party. And that's going to give them, again, room to maneuver within caucus. And and I know we're all sort of speculating here, but in terms of maneuvering, it's a different situation when he has to go to a general election, whenever that may be. And he runs the risk of trying to moderate too much, as Aaron O'Toole did. Does he have the finesse to sort of keep that unity that he's built up and still broaden the appeal? Well, you know, I, I've always... I've started saying in the last 10 years, and it was it was less true of Harper and more true today, that the biggest challenge for a conservative leader in Canada today is keeping the membership of the party happy, keeping the people who elected you leader happy, while also keeping the people who need to elect you as premier or prime minister happy. And that is a very difficult task. And Polyev, uh, I mean, Harper did it by making sure that the membership always felt like they had something in what he was promising Canadians, um, that they had a stake in it. And even if they didn't get everything they want, they, they felt that they got something that they wanted. And that's going to be Pierre's central challenge. How do you keep the members that bought memberships in his party that are that are suspicious about vaccinations and, and suspicious about some of the things that happened during the pandemic? How do you keep them alongside you? while you reach out to the broader Canadians who a uh, large proportion of them supported many of those pandemic restrictions. And, that, you know, luckily for Pierre, we're going to be moving away from, Yeah, I mean, God help us, please let's move away from the pandemic. <laughs> I was on a call this morning. Someone said, what, we're emerging from the pandemic. We're not over the pandemic because I know a lot of people, and you probably do too, who still have COVID. Oh, sure. um, so we're emerging from it. And, um, uh, but but it, it is a huge, huge challenge to to reach out to Canadians and give them what they want while at the same time being being uh, continuing to give people in the membership in the party. I used to say, or my friend Dan Robertson used to say, that people in conservative parties and people who vote in general elections live on different planets. Yeah. And I think increasingly they live in different solar systems. <laughs> so it's a real it's a real challenge. It is. It, there's no question about it. And um, what do we know about Polyev's leadership style? Correct me if I'm wrong, but Harper really, like, there were very strict rules about what MPs were allowed to go out and talk about the messages they were allowed to share. Those sort, Like, he really had a, main, uh, a firm hand on making sure that the message was consistent and it was his message. Will Polyev be that involved or will there be more freedom? How controlling do you think he'll be as he tries to navigate these waters? Well, I think, the again, the vastness of his victory means that people are going to fall in line a lot easier for him than they might have or they did under Aaron O'Toole. Uh, and they certainly fell in line fairly easily with Harper, too. And, you know, for Harper, people respected his intellect and his strategic direction that he took the party in. And, and they felt like he never abandoned the grassroots, even if he didn't give them everything they wanted. And I think that's that's Pierre's. Pierre's special skill, I think, is less the sort of intellectual half that Harper had. Pierre's uh, special power in my, from where I sit is his ability to take very complicated issues and communicate them clearly. And he's tapped into a number of issues. I, I, I don't, again, I don't know what issues he's going to go forward on, but I have to think that the economy and focusing on the economy as opposed to some of the pandemic issues are going to, are going to be much better for him. And his ability to capture the essence of those issues and communicate communicate those things very clearly in ways people can easily understand is his his special power and i i I think if he continues to communicate on some of those issues 
um, the caucus will be very happy uh, mm-hmm. that he is communicating those things clearly and will will be happy to repeat those lines when they get back to their constituency. Yeah, and so far so good. Like we say, he's in a good position to start leading in the polls, a massive first ballot victory. So, I mean, this is the start any leader would want, right? Well, I mean, polls are polls. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced that those polls aren't more reflective of the fact that people in Ontario are very happy that they elected Doug Ford. Uh, and Doug Ford is is doing all the things he needs to do. So I think I think there's a bit of a shine on the conservative brand in Ontario right now with Doug Ford, and I think that's rubbing off. I'm not sure Canadians quite know who Pierre Polyev is yet. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I'm sure the Liberals will do whatever they need to do <laughs> to, to find him according to their lights, and I'm sure Pierre and his gang are going to do whatever they need to do to define him. So uh, early days, uh, you know, polling polling uh, this far out from an election with a lot of other, other noise going on. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rely on that. Uh, but Pierre's got to make sure he continues to communicate on issues that Canadians care about, and not just his party members care about. Exactly. Yeah, that's the interesting part. Ken, thank you so much. Great conversation. I appreciate it. Always good to be here. Cheers. Thanks. That's Ken Bosenkul, a professor at the Maxwell School of Public Policy at McGill University and a research fellow at the CD Howe Institute. And I think Ken's right. I mean, it's how do you how do you do that? And that that's that's the issue that all conservatives face, right? Because you, what aligns with the grassroots and some of the base is not necessarily what aligns with what's going to win you a general election. And that's, it's a tough, it's a tough line to walk. Can Polyev do it? Remains to be seen. We'll have to see. But like I say, he's starting in a really, really strong position. Uh, overwhelming first ballot victory, not even close. So there's nobody within the party that can be sniping and saying, ah, oh, we should have done this. No, no, no. The party has spoken and spoken clearly. He uh, is the number one choice for leader of the Conservative Party. So he's got that going for him. And then the polls show that he's in a pretty good spot heading into the general election, whenever that may be. And again, we don't know when that'll be. Um, But at this point, he's polling at 35%, Justin Trudeau at 31%. Now, to be fair, a good chunk of that is people are just tired of Justin Trudeau, right? I mean... You know how that is in Alberta. They've always been tired. From the day he was born, they've been tired of Justin Trudeau for a lot of people in Alberta. But it's starting to get that same sort of Trudeau fatigue setting in in other parts of the country. And his support is starting to erode. So will the Liberals have to make some decisions heading into the next election? Remains to be seen as well. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.